0: Hey everyone, before we start today's episode, just wanted to give you a heads up that we had a few technical difficulties recording this episode. So you might hear some differences in the audio as the episode wears on. You are not losing your mind. That's on us. Uh, we're sorry about this, but hopefully you will enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch and I'm Zareen Siddiqui. And Zareen, do you smell that? No smell of the pumpkin spice latte making its way back to starbucks now summer's over
1: don't say that
0: halloween candy is in cvs
1: oh my god and halloween is literally below where i live now because they've killed the barney on 7th Ave and converted into a halloween like spirit store which is gonna haunt me for the rest of my days
0: don't act like you don't know the name of that store is spirit halloween you, you put respect on Spirit Halloween's name.
1: No, I won't. I don't want them underneath my <laughs> building. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time again. We're taking a look back at this month's biggest headlines. But before we get into that, Becky, what's your not over it this week?
0: I chose not over it for the month of August, as we say goodbye to August and say goodbye to summer. And we never talked about this. And you know how I love a good not over it that's based on a TikTok trend. We love TikTok. <laughs> This is a TikTok trend. I mean, not gone horribly wrong, but I do love when you start seeing New York Times reporting on TikTok trends. And (laughs) this showed up as the New York Times reporting on the TikTok trend of people eating frozen honey, like candies. This was started by a man named Dave Ramirez back in early July. It now has over 900 million views where literally they freeze honey and then they just squeeze it out and eat it. Well, I don't understand.
1: Who is out here eating honey? I have honey for just specifically to put in tea. When I make tea, I put honey, a little bit of honey in it. That's it. Have I ever thought I want to just eat solid honey? No.
0: Well, then people are surprised that it tastes like candy. Like, of course, it is. <laughs> You're basically is eating, sugar. eating pure sugar. But surprise, could you believe it? doctors don't necessarily advise that you eat an entire container of honey straight oh God, out of straight shocking. out of the bear because this one has some <laughs> straight problems.
1: straight out of the bear
0: this one has some problems including stomach aches diarrhea and bad teeth
1: well, I don't think eating yeah well you're eat just biting into pure sugar also i got to imagine that doesn't taste great
0: no and the best thing my favorite part of this this New York Times article um, that is about the dangers of eating the frozen honey was that one of the experts said. I feel like people could do, be doing better things with honey. <laughs> you think so? Which to me is like, yes. Everyone on TikTok is showing us. You know, we will prove to you the you know least interesting things we could do with everything.
1: No, but this is, like, the same thing where people were, like, emptying their toothpaste into glass bottles for some reason into, like, soap dispensers and dentists were like, stop doing that to your toothpaste. Like, just take it out of the tube like you're supposed to.
0: Wait, is that related to the whole thing about why toothpaste doesn't come in clear tubes?
1: Yes. Yes, people were putting it in, like, fancy glass bottles. Like, look how cute my toothpaste look now. Adds to the aesthetic. Like, influencers and dentists are like, stop doing that. Don't, Don't do that.
0: But this is just like, wow, I'm eating pure sugar and it tastes delicious. And then some doctor is like, Don't no, do that. that will rot your teeth. <laughs> like, whoa, can you believe they have the research and the technology? to? Thank prove God.
1: It. Thank God for TikTok. How would we ever know if something was bad for us? If we didn't have a doctor on TikTok telling no, us to stop it's doing <laughs> it. Like,
0: just stick with your bracelets from Shane and your pants from Pants Store and... Leave it at that.
1: I heard that. Well, my not over it this week is I don't think this is brand new news, but it's brand new news to me, which is shocking because I follow everything Drake does so closely. And yet I totally miss.
0: It's about Drake again.
1: Okay, you know what? It's not about the album.
0: Is it about Drake's hair loss?
1: No, but, you know, he did have covid and he did say that his hair is growing back a little weird. Uh, hopefully it's fine. It's
0: growing back in the shape of a heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he did that to himself. But he has somehow during this time added like seventy-five portraits on his back. Um he has all these tattoos. That Wait, just... Is it
0: literally 75?
1: No, I think it's like five faces. But oh. it looks as as Sharon so eloquently pointed out in our Pop Sugar Slack that it looks like he fell into a pool of wet portraits. Mm. Back first, <laughs> is what it looks like. And I just don't... Like, this person has access to the best tattoo artists in the world. He has his own airline. i will be aware. This just seems so avoidable. And yet, here we are.
0: Or maybe he thinks they look good.
1: No. He can't see him. This is like Ben Affleck and the like dragon all over. Well, this, again. It's this, a this phoenix, what, I know. I this know. is
0: what I was going to say to you, is that you constantly... like you. Ben Affleck will never do anything right in your eyes ever again because of that back tattoo. So I expect that you're going to show the same judgment on drake
1: no never drake has actually really good music so i Drake don't. has
0: receding hairline and terrible tattoos amazing and hasn't music even put out and hasn't put out an album and yet he will and yet
1: i still love and, him and yet he's my problematic king what can i okay, say okay
0: well let's talk about some people who did do some stuff
1: yes this month
0: for better for worse and for much worse
1: <laughs> yes um we can kick things off with matt damon Love Speaking Matt Damon. Of for worse <laughs> a seamless of-
0: transition from Ben Affleck, right, to Matt Damon?
1: Yeah. BFFs, keeping it in the family. Um, uh, Matt Damon spent much of this month on a press tour promoting his new movie, Stillwater. Amanda Knox just wants to talk. Yeah,
0: don't you remember last month when you asked me all those questions about Matt Damon? That's how long the press tour's been going on. God,
1: really forever. Well, one for during one of those interviews with the Sunday Times, he told what I assume was meant to be a wholesome story about how he was using a slur that his daughter has deemed F-slur for homosexual. I'll let you guys fill in, you know, what the word is. But at the din- he used it at the dinner table, and she got up and walked away and then wrote him a beautiful letter about how he shouldn't be using the word, and now he won't use it. So thank God for Matt Damon's daughter and this letter. Matt Damon, who is generally a pretty smart guy and seems pretty on top of things, is now finally going to stop using this homosexual slur.
0: I think the problem with Matt Damon, I mean, and you could say he's pretty on top of things, but this is like the ninth time something like this has happened to Matt Damon. Like, we are, I'm not going to unpack the whole Project Greenlight. <laughs> yes, there was a whole whitewashing situation with the movie The Great Wall. It, it, this keeps happening to him. I think he just, like...
1: But what is isn't... it? Is he trying to be, like, relatable? Like, he's like, this is...
0: Yes. I think he was trying to tell a story about how his daughter is woke and teaching him how to be better and how he interacts with his daughters. I mean, there was another interview that I read where he was talking about how his daughters were teaching him how to use TikTok. And he was sort of like, you know, I'm a dad. This is me. I think he's honestly like a little too unfiltered in terms of not realizing that. You can't even refer to something like this in a print interview or really even in any interview no. where they are going to take your story, isolate it from everything else. This is why people give boring interviews, because otherwise everyone's going to take it apart and only pull out the most interesting thing, which is like, right. you mentioned stop that you stopped using the f-slur which sounds like a story of i've been using this word every single day in my life until today and i don't think that's what happened i think it was more about like a generational thing but yeah it's more just like don't tell the story matt damon no tell whatever story you were going to make up for i was about to say david letterman what year am i in tell what story you were about to make up for jimmy fallon and just like trot that one around
1: yeah No, because this this reads like I wake up every morning and I start my day by saying this word and then I proceed to have breakfast is like how this reads. Which is hopefully not the case with
0: Matt Damon. No, I believe it's not the case, but I also believe that Matt Damon needs to. To think a little bit more before he speaks, we'll keep forgiving him because, you know, straight white men. Yes. Until you assault someone, it'll be okay. Even then, even then. True. Ain't that the truth? Well, this is something a little more wholesome, I guess. Just weird. This is what I classify as who cares news. Yes. Why is everyone talking about how frequently they are bathing and how frequently they are bathing their children? This was something that Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher started talking about that really turned into a bizarre trend. No, and it seemed, sharing, yeah.
1: and so many celebrities jumped on board. This train that no one asked for at all. Which so is... did
0: it started on Dak Shepard's podcast?
1: Yeah. So it started on um, Dak Shepard's podcast. He basically asked them about their bathing habits, which is also weird. Um, and they were, you know, like, we don't bathe our, bathe our kids every day. We don't, whatever. Now, here's the thing. If you can see the dirt on them, clean them. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point. And then Chris and Belle chimed in and said that she doesn't bathe her kids until they she smells, quote, the stink. And then Cute. for some reason, Jake Gyllenhaal, I expect better from Jake Gyllenhaal, but he decided to add to this conversation for no reason by sharing that he thinks daily showers are, quote, less necessary because, quote, we naturally clean ourselves. And thankfully, Captain America showers every day. Chris Evans was also asked about this on the Today Show for some reason, and he was like, I shower all the time. I'm a very clean person. And set the record straight. I shower all the time. <laughs> I'm a very clean person. <laughs> the Rock showers three times a day.
0: Well, no. Well, then it's become a thing. I think The Rock just willingly shared this on social media, like in case you were wondering. Also, I'm like, The Rock probably works out 100 times a day. <laughs> yeah, so if he's he not showering show- 100 times a day, that's disturbing <laughs> to me. But Jason Momoa was asked, and his response was, I'm Aquaman. So I'm in the water. Don't worry about it. I'm Hawaiian. We got salt water on me. Okay. Oh, okay. It doesn't really answer the question to no. me. No. But...
1: And I think the large part of this also for me is that it's like white people boasting about being dirty and not showering is not only gross, but mostly just like ignorant is like the thing. And if this conversation, A, like truly nobody cares. No, I don't know why this is like turned into something that everyone's like, oh, I want to also share how often I bathe and clean myself. But out of all of the well, things I like mean, I
0: think I don't even think it's like <laughs> it's I didn't I admittedly did not listen to the context of the original interview. But if it was literally Dak Shepard and Mila Kunis like having a conversation about like showering their kids, I think it's m- even more like the media turning into this story that feels like a weird white privilege situation where they're just like this is headline news talking about like not bathing or not bathing and then it was like the people who were asking this question to more people like like we did this to ourselves by perpetuating this and asking people this question
1: no yeah and all the voluntary chime-ins were anyways
0: just no, because it's actually like, like when you're talking about kids i have you know people like there's a whole thing with babies if you wash them too much their scalps get dry the oils of their bodies like i don't know i'm also just like this is i really don't care i really don't care
1: now if i could see less headlines about people's like bathing routines that would be great for
0: me now personally. all these people like can pay someone to sponge bath them and their whole family <laughs> yeah. so yeah like, well, you're fine
1: on that note <laughs> let's take a break and when we get back we'll break down some more headlines
0: August was a big month for Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yes, in many in a variety of ways. It seemed like every day there was a new headline about Scarlett Johansson. Some of them related to developing stories. Some completely different. For example, one day I read that Colin Jost, her husband, confirmed her pregnancy. Then, literally the next day, I read that she gave birth to their baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fastest turnaround the ever. Fastest development uh she was also confirmed to be in wes anderson's next movie but at the beginning of the month her her media circus if you want to call it that began with a lawsuit of scarlett johansson versus the people of (laughs) disney
1: yes daunting to take that on
0: i mean now she's been in that mcu for like nine years now
1: yeah so scarlett johansson the gist of it is she just wants to get paid. But to break it down a little bit, um, she sued Disney because, you know, so Disney has been doing this hybrid model of like releasing movies in theaters for a certain amount of time and then also putting it on Disney Plus. So basically, Black Widow is supposed to be in theaters for close to 100 days. Um and then put on Disney Plus but i guess it happened sooner and so she claimed that she lost out on a big chunk of money 50 million dollars seems well, like Well what happened
0: lot. it happened simultaneously yeah <laughs> yes so they put it on Disney Plus the same day it was available in theaters uh if you were at home which a lot of people still are because yes. knock knock who's there the delta variant And people were paying $30 to watch Black Widow at home. And the whole thing is that actors, especially for movies like this, often get a percentage of the profits that they make at the box office. Right. Scarlett Johansson obviously made this deal with Disney before Disney Plus even was a thing, before COVID was a thing. And her argument was that they tried to renegotiate the contract to include the Disney Plus profits and... Well, also, you know. ba- basically,
1: Disney came back and was like, kind of, you know, made an. It was a gross. They c- kind of used COVID and and were like, you know, you should just be grateful because of COVID. It's kind of. They sort of made her seem like an opportunist, and they also made it seem like these this hybrid model wasn't costing her money. But then, basically, it 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 showed you know ticket sales actually did drop by like over 50% and then they just stopped giving those numbers and it was like Disney just basically said you know like no no we're we're not going to cover this anymore and yes long term this model is not working out that well but like right well she it.
0: she said they wouldn't renegotiate her contract they said they didn't breach the contract so we don't really know what happened like in the nitty-gritty and like we don't really care but i think it was petty of Disney to say that Scarlett Johansson was using COVID as a opportunity. No, yeah. and she already got paid $20 million in the case. It, if she is correct in this, then she deserves the money that she made. It doesn't matter whether or not there was a pandemic Like, this is what she agreed to. This is how the world works. You think Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't be suing Disney for every penny that he deserved? I mean, Scarlett Johansson's given how much of her life to Disney and Marvel in these roles. And it's just the amount of money that she wants. And John Krasinski, a few months ago, was seeking additional money from paramount i don't know whether or not he went as far as suing them but john krasinski and emily blunt when a quiet place 2 came out the exact same thing their movie oh not even the exact same thing because a quiet place 2 was in theaters for 45 days and then it was available on paramount plus this was one of the first movies to hit the theater after The movie theaters reopened and they were basically like, we're not going to make as much money on this because the theater, the box office run is not going to be as long as it would have been before. And people are probably going to wait to see it at home. So I don't, you know, it wasn't disclosed what happened from that. But I think this is not a gross miscalculation or something that's not going to keep happening. No.
1: And I think I understand that she wants to get paid because, you know, spoiler alert, she's likely not going to get a ton of more chances to reprise this role because she's dead. So... I think the argument is also there's this thing of, you know, this air of don't be gross. We're in a pandemic, like just be happy. But there's also a large part of it where we don't really give to your point. We don't give the same energy to men. Nobody would be questioning Robert Downey Jr. coming for every penny that he wanted. So
0: no. And she has mouths to feed. She has two children. She has Colin Jost. (laughs) She's (laughs) got to be on maternity leave right now. She might miss out on some time of work. She's at home with her no, family. I'm
1: not even that big of a ScarJo fan, but I want ScarJo to get paid.
0: No, same. I'm like, there's plenty of things that Scarlett Johansson have, has done that's like... But yeah. uh, like, if this is what she agreed to, she's the star of this movie. She deserves to get paid.
1: Agreed. All right, well, keeping on on the Marvel train, what the heck is going on with Shang-Chi?
0: More boring fights <laughs> about streaming. This the... one also includes... I should say potentially implied racism.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I should say that it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I learned recently because I've just been calling it Shang-Chi. And I was like, what is the Legend of the Ten Rings? And I thought it was two different movies. So,
0: okay, first of all, this hurts my heart because we've talked about this like three times on the podcast and I have definitely called it by its full name every single time. So you didn't recently learn about this. You just selectively didn't listen to me. Okay, yeah, that
1: also makes sense.
0: We did a whole episode about Marvel. (laughs)
1: Well, that's right, of, we did,
0: we did. Dear God, Zereen. like, what am I going to do with you? Okay, Zareen, explain to us what's happening. No. Okay, fine.
1: Um, Disney CEO Bob Chappick, he referred to the release plan for the film. He called it an experiment, um, which came off. This was confusing because I also read a lot of headlines, and I, he was calling it an interesting experiment. And to me, I was like, why? Because there's a bunch of Asian people in it. That's not what he was referring to. He was referring to this hybrid model that we just went over, and Becky so eloquently explained. Um, and obviously, it was met with resistance from the star.
0: Yes, this actual this model is actually going to be different than the model they used for Black Widow, which is why it's an experiment. Because they are this is going to be the same model that they used for A Quiet Place Two, which is that it's going to be available in the theater for forty five days, and they actually ac- haven't fully said if it's then going to be available on Disney+, Plus, if you're going to have to pay $30 to see it on Disney+, Plus, but they were basically like, we're giving it an exclusive theatrical run for 45 days, which is not what they gave to Black Widow, but also because of the Delta variant, that's part of the quote-unquote experiment. So these are money people who are just looking at numbers, and I think that's part of the problem. So... Yes. Yes, the star so of the movie, Simu Liu. Didn't love being called an experiment. I mean, it's like so. Can, clear can't that these, why <laughs> these these corporate suits just have dollar signs in their eyes. And this is a big moment for the Asian community, yeah, And for Marvel, and
1: well, this also kind of I think brings back those like sentiments of you know before black panther came out they've been wanting to make a movie about this and it was like over and over they heard that there's not a market for this there's not a market for this and then it was one of the most successful movies in the franchise so i think there is a little bit of that sentiment also bubbling up where this is now a really big deal for another group that is marginalized and so any kind of wording surrounding you know it being an experiment or whatever even if it's just compare you talking about the money aspect it just feels kind of gross because it's no,
0: and not for nothing, he could have said, We're not worried about how it's going to fare at the box office. We know this movie is fantastic. We can't wait for the world to see it. So, right. Yes, there's other factors involved, but they could have, you know, like Disney doing do the fine. the PR You're fine. thing.
1: You're doing fine. Disney
0: CEO, you and Matt Damon go together, <laughs> go together. on your media training, do better.
1: And if you can believe it, this is still not the last of Marvel news from
0: August, because Spider-Man No Way Home also had a little bit of a snafu. It sure did. The first trailer for this movie, which is coming out at the end of the year, leaked what ended up being a day early, but anytime a trailer like this that everyone is anticipating... Leaks on social media, obviously it caused a huge frenzy, especially because everyone is dying for confirmation about the rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to appear in this movie. I admittedly took out my monocle so I could watch this horribly grainy leak and just checking to see if I could find any traces of old Andrew Garfield, and full disclosure, I could not. No,
1: and um, you told You told us that you watched this trailer, and it was really bad quality. And the next day, I watched it, and I was like, "Wow, I don't know what Becky's talking about. This quality is great." Not realizing they that Disney had uploaded <laughs> the actual trailer to Spider Man: No Way Home.
0: Yes, the leak ended up being being a true leak. It was it was a grainy version of the actual trailer, and even though a lot of us saw it the day before, I of course watched it again in full Technicolor. The trailer also broke a couple of records. It now holds the record for most global views in 24 hours and generated 4.5 million mentions over social media within 24 hours, many of which were jokes about Scarlett Johansson actually leaking the trailer herself or laughing at Disney's uh, leak, which I, I enjoyed. And then the rest were just breaking down every single piece of minutia, the, the glimpse of Dr. Octopus from the second Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had everyone in a tizzy. It seems clear to me that the Spider-verses are converging on each other.
1: Yes. And although I am not the biggest Marvel fan, this is a movie that I will happily let you drag me to the movie theater to watch. And I am very much looking forward to it. But let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about some things that happened that had nothing to do with Marvel. How exciting.
0: All right. The time has come. We have to talk about this Jeopardy host debacle.
1: Yes, we do. Um... Long story short, it was announced recently that Jeopardy's executive producer, Mike Richards, would be taking over as the permanent host of the show. But once some, you know, not-so-nice, mostly gross incidents from his past came to light, he has thankfully decided to step down.
0: Yeah, so basically he made... uh wide variety of offensive comments on an old podcast that he did a uh, good reminder to both of us to think about what we say on this podcast um the comments ranged from misogynistic to racist which is a great a great range he was also involved in a discrimination lawsuit while he was the executive producer of the Price Is right that was filed by one of the models who claimed she was let go of the show after taking mat leave so this guy has a few skeletons in his closet
1: yeah to say the least I have to agree. I think my question is, why did, you know, why do we even pick this guy in the first first place? I was already disappointed before he was proven to be racist and gross and misogynistic, but what a boring choice. I think, you know, fans were disappointed too by yet another white man. No one can replace Alex Trebek.
0: Right. Well, they have another chance to get it right. Um, but in the meantime, Maya Bialik, who we all know and remember from Blossom and the Big Bang Theory, who was originally slated to be the host for primetime specials and guest spots, will be taking over until they can figure out who is gonna be the more permanent host, and then she'll go back to being um just for special appearances.
1: It sounds so messy, but let's move on to one of the best things that happened this month. Rihanna is officially a billionaire. Woo-hoo. It's amazing time um it's nice to see people
0: who aren't kardashians
1: yes become billionaires <laughs> it's not jeff bezos it's not mark zuckerberg it's not the gates it's just it's rihanna and it's fine that she still hasn't given us an album i understand she's been working really hard with fenty beauty rightfully so she is a billionaire so something to be celebrated
0: do you remember the 90s movie richie Rich? Of course. Starring Macaulay Culkin. I watched it with my nephew over the weekend, and they said what the net worth of the rich fam- family was, which was like $70 billion or something. And he just said, that's it? Elon Musk has more money than that. They're not the richest family in the world. I was oh, like, why does this nine-year-old know how much money Elon Musk has? Oh,
1: my it's God. Not okay. No, it's not okay at all.
0: You know who else is making money? Pete Davidson. (laughs) Did you know that he is now a smart water spokesperson? This is not new information, but I saw his first smart water commercial or my first viewing of his smart water commercial, and it is very jarring to see Pete Davidson plugging water. Were all my bad decisions because I was dehydrated? The same water plugged by Rachel Green. And Jennifer 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 Hennison. (laughs) Rachel Green is Jennifer Hennison. Oh, yes. So he's really turning things around, I guess.
1: Well, also that that uh, this in this commercial, isn't he like sitting on some he's in a lab or something getting tattoos removed? Yeah. As he's talking about cleansing himself with the smart water.
0: He's like, I'm getting healthy and getting my tattoos removed. Thanks, to smart water.
1: Well, he also is making money by he's going to be a lead in a romantic comedy.
0: I thought you were going to be like, he's making money by breaking up with Phoebe Dynavore. <laughs> well, that makes sense to me. But I was very interested in following that story yes
1: they yes he is just recently single who will he date next i'm sure we'll find out in 20 minutes um (laughs) he but he's gonna star in a rom-com with kelly cuoco called meet cute and they can't stop posting videos of each other the videos
0: are very cute
1: yeah and he's singing a lot of machine gun kelly songs in all of them which i'm like
0: that's that's his best friend
1: that's real i thought that was just like pr
0: his best friend's Machine Gun Kelly. I thought his, his best ex- friend
1: was John Mulaney.
0: You know, you know, you know. <laughs> I think John Mulaney's laying low right now. You can have more than one best friend. His ex-girlfriend, Margaret Qualley, is now dating Jack Antonoff. She's not dating Shia LaBeouf. Okay, you got to keep up with me now. <laughs> you got to keep up with me now. No, she was dating Shia LaBeouf, then FKA Twink's Came forward and said oh. that Shia LaBeouf was beating and abusing her and doing all these other horrible things. And then Margaret Qualley, as you do, promptly broke up with Shia LaBeouf and is now maybe dating Jack Antonoff.
1: Which he makes sense. dated Lena Dunham. I do know that.
0: He did. Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> I know well something. Done. Well done.
1: Him and but Taylor Swift also, make a lot of music together too. isn't They he?
0: do. Yeah. And also, you know, the whole Lord thing, which we don't have time for that right now. Oh. But Lord's got new music. And also Lizzo has new music.
1: Lizzo has new music with Cardi B, which is it's always exciting to see two big powerhouses coming together. I do like this video a lot.
0: Speaking of people who aren't letting their pregnancy slow them down, Cardi B is like still naked, now pregnant, still here to collaborate with everyone. Um and my favorite part of this video. Which is called the song is called Rumors is that Lizzo has forty three foot long braids in it that were not CGI'd. Five people had to carry them behind her. I can't believe... from her trailer to the set of this movie.
1: The dedication, the dedication.
0: It's like I carried the watermelon. But, I carried it's a, the but is that like foot foot what was written...
1: Is that the what was written on their contracts for that freelance gig? It's like carrying yeah. forty three foot braid for four hours
0: it was the best day of those pa's lives
1: truly um what else is going on Lil nas x is in love we have no idea who he's in love with but he did announce that he's in love so we're happy for him um hope maybe he's having, he'll
0: he's having a good month
1: he is having a good month maybe maybe we'll find out who he's in love with when he performs in the vmas next month at the vmas you never know um and speaking of performance new music the weekend beyonce and the weekend are allegedly giving us new music i think the music release is going to happen sooner for the weekend than beyonce because he's already teased something you know the weekend has finally taken that red suit off um and he's been teasing music he's also said that a lot of this album is inspired or at least a few songs he specifically noted were inspired by britney spears which is exciting i think We'll likely have to wait longer for a Beyonce release just because I imagine she's a little bit more, you know, tactical with her music releases, et cetera. Not that The weekend isn't, but I feel like he's all about just getting the music out. Uh, maybe Drake could take some notes there.
0: Does this mean that The weekend's going to be dressing up as Britney Spears for his performances? I mean, after the year that we've had with the bandages and everything else, now I just don't know what direction he's going to take it next.
1: I mean as long as he's not performing live from the edge anymore.
0: Yeah, the edge <laughs> which the I edge feel like is where he's <laughs> the edge in New York City where he performed at the VMAs just I can't believe we're coming on the 1 year anniversary of that very strange COVID VMAs.
1: God, it really does feel like a year ago. Yet it also feels like it happened yesterday. So,
0: and now we're about to go into another round. So strap in for the Met Gala, the VMAs, the Emmys, all sponsored in part by the Delta variant. Well, in conclusion, it is now time for the burning question. I feel like the summer, this summer ended on such a bummer note.
1: No, it didn't.
0: Oh, I actually have a burning question for you too. You do? I don't, that's
1: not how that works though. I don't
0: think. It's not really a burning question. It's what do you think the song of summer was in the end?
1: You're asking me. I think you know what my answer
0: would be. Oh, you still think it was Peaches? Yeah. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my up to the north, yeah.
1: Bitch. It is a good song.
0: I don't think I my answer is it's a three way tie.
1: Well, between one
0: of them's one of them's not peaches. What? That's crazy it's it's really between kiss me more and good for you by olivia rodrigo kiss me more by doja cat featuring sizza but i also feel like levitating but you know what because of da baby we're disqualifying levitating i take it back it's now
1: poor kiss
0: me more slash good for you No points for Justin Bieber. <laughs> Good night. All
1: right. Well, keeping on with the music train. Are you ready for your burning question? I can't wait. If you were forced to attend the VMAs.
0: I already hate this question. If I was white, <laughs> well, you your are, questions are always I'm being forced to do something. Well, and I can like congratulate feel myself me. being, but being congratulated. You is congratulate nice. like me more than I'd like to you. be
1: congratulated. So. That's why these questions. are Said no one ever.
0: (laughs) Fine, I'm going to start my next question with you're being forced.
1: Great, looking forward to it.
0: If you were forced, okay. Congratulations, I've been selected to go to the VMAs. Congratulations,
1: you've been selected to go to the VMAs. Yay! What three artists would you like to see perform live?
0: Okay, what are my horrible answers? No horrible answers.
1: No, this is open ended.
0: You're turning over a new leaf. You're turning over a new leaf. Um. Three is a lot. Is it anyone, like, in the world, living yeah. or dead? Do I, have, do I have to think about the VMA's audience?
1: No, this is just for you. Living or dead, they could be dead.
0: Uh, I mean, like, like I could see the Beatles.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you want to. I
0: think no. I think dead is weird.
1: Okay, <laughs> don't. I mean, if I was dead, He's I'd what? go with Prince, probably, but.
0: Oh, now you're criticizing my answer. I mean,
1: the Beatles, come on. <laughs>
0: You know what? <laughs> Fine, Zareen. I will pick Peaches and <laughs> it's not a fun <laughs> you have to pick <laughs> The Weekend and Drake. Drake Ooh. with his no new music.
1: Oh, you know what? Good answer. Your fa-
0: you know what, Zareen? Because I know you're watching the VMAs at home. So I will pick I feel like if it's the VMAs, I have to think about artists that have given us really memorable performances. Fair. So I would start with Beyonce. Then I would go to a joint performance of Miley Cyrus and Nicki Minaj to follow up on that time that Nicki Minaj and Miley, what's good? Oh, my God. This
1: bitch that had a lot to say about me the other day in the press. Miley, what's good?
0: The best. And then I would close it with a medley of songs performed by ja rule and ashanti together
1: oh amazing wow
0: and then we would make the vmas great again
1: we could we could make the vmas great again
0: but you know what i'm still excited to see the performers that they have for this vmas olivia rodrigo lil Nas x that'll be good so i'm sure lizzo will be there so dj play industry baby by lil Nas x Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us
1: at notoverit@popsugar.com. at popsugar.com. Thanks for listening.